Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothotep in our Egypt chapter. And so we'd first like to begin our show by thanking all of our listeners, future, past, and present, as it were. And uh, the show has been uh, and a truly a wonderful joy for all of us in, uh, in the room and elsewhere now, as some of us are remote tonight. Uh, but that being said, we have a wonderful investigation to continue on in, uh, in Egypt, so let's get to it. Uh, with introductions, we'll start to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, I have a doctor to see. It's not Tottenbach. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, a secret doctor. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. <laughs> I, um, I think I have some studying of a book to do still. Oh, are you going to do a little light reading? I am. Hmm, perhaps a, perhaps a French play. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I have some more investigation to do. Yeah, you do. You have some things on your list, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lani. I am playing Adel Zar, and uh, I'm, I'm really sad in a way that uh, somebody threw my head away. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can always go get another one, I suppose. Well, but I wanted to deliver that one to him. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of delivering heads to uh, Mr. Zars, right? This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And, uh, but there was a head. Somebody tell me about the head. Well, um, no, I don't think I will. And last one, certainly not least. This is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Baron, And uh, I am looking for answers to the immortal question of where, in fact, is the beef. Hmm. It's an excellent, excellent question. Uh, so we return to Cairo in our investigator's safe house, which may or may not be a safe place for the next 24 hours. More on that later. Um, and the morning is, arri- is arriving very quickly for uh, the residents of Cairo as the sun is beginning to just glimmer there on the horizon. And without fail, Adel, you awake. The events of the past day or so have been a little blurry. Um, you tried to piece together a little bit of your own thoughts on how it all happened, how it all went down. You still feel the grit in between your fingers. You can still see the, the dark brown stains and the wrinkles on your knuckles. You've washed your hands countless times but it it just it hasn't managed to to come clean and I am vacillating between um, horror at what I did and anger at the person who dared try to 
to do this to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been very difficult to deal with. And um, you probably chew many thoughts over. Uh-huh. Uh, among other things, yes. Mm-hmm. But morning prayers are here. And you have a duty to do in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, as the rest of the house begins kind of coming to, you get the distinct feeling that your life is suddenly intertwined in something that goes beyond what you expected as a dragoman here in Cairo. Well, first I'll take my prayer on the roof so as not to disturb them. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, things have gotten a little complicated. <laughs> Miss Lane, you awake? Um, someone walks up the stairs near the uh, bedroom that you're sleeping in, and you find yourself conscious again. I was sleeping, so I, you know, it's always good to wake up the next morning. I mean, that's what they say. They're headed up. I poke my head out the door. Do I see anybody? Uh, it looks like a robed figure. It's likely Otto. And I knew he was praying on the roof yesterday, I'm sure. You were aware that he was taking prayer on the roof yes, uh, last night. That's a, that's a private time. I'm, I can respect that. And there's nobody else really stirring the house at the moment, or... No, you have secured your own bedroom. Uh, the doors here are, well, they're not what you would say you're used to. Uh, the doors are made of slatted wood here, and so there's a fair gap in some of the wood. It's privacy, but it's not um, complete. What's the weather like today? Um, it's likely going to be warm. Uh, it's the... It's probably right now about 70 or 75 degrees. It's probably just passing 7 a.m. now. Are the markets opened yet? Certainly. I'm going to take advantage of the um, of the cooler weather and maybe go pick up some um, some some baguettes. No, this is not real. <laughs> some pastry, if they have any, like local delicacy like pastries or whatnot maybe find something on the in the market you could probably find some sweet breads sure um they have likely some figs yeah maybe dates sounds good i'll grab some of that um and then you know maybe wander around a little bit you know wear a shawl and everything so sure just over your head, are you covering your face as well? I will probably cover my face as well, because I'm okay. pretty sure some of the Penu Foundation folks are probably in Egypt as well, so... Fair enough. You collect uh, a little bit of breakfast and uh, head back to the safe house afterwards? Yep. Um, and I go and I lay it out in the kitchen, and so if anybody wants anything, they can, you know, grab it, and um, I make myself a, a cup of tea and, and grab some some of the sweet bread and I go back up to my room and um, dig my uh, my new book out of my uh, <laughs> out of my bag fantastic it looks like a lovely play it does Miss O'Shea you wake to the smell of fresh tea well that's nice um, it's not coming from inside your room but it's definitely somewhere close by well uh, the plan for today was to get up and have breakfast and then basically wait around until I can go meet Dr. Kafour. 
Yes, Dr. Ali Kafoor. So, I will probably get dressed and head down for some tea. Yeah, there's definitely a pot of water that uh, is still warm. You managed to find some tea here, and uh, there's even some bread and maybe some dates and assorted uh, uh, edibles here on the uh, table. Yeah, I'll just hang out and snack, I guess. You hang out and snack. Uh, Jack, at the edges of your perceptions, um, you hear voices. You don't understand what they're saying. You don't understand specifically how many voices. It could be five. It could be ten. You hear them kind of coming in and out as if there's just a cacophony of people around you. And you wake a bit with a, with a startle. And you're in your room here in Cairo, and it's empty. Has that ever happened before? You don't think so. So I'll, I'll lay in bed and see if I can kind of refocus. Like maybe I'm hearing street sounds, and I just, like, sub, subconsciously hearing stuff from us outside. You close your eyes, and you let yourself drift back slowly. And it isn't too much longer until you seem to drift back further. Give me a power roll. Uh, 61 over 50. Nope. Maybe it's the street. There are people out there now. You can't see the place. The street doesn't sound like what you heard in in that dream. Maybe, Maybe it's nothing. Well, I'm up now, so I better get up. Likewise, Dr. You rouse from your slumber as well, uh, hearing the streets around you come to life. It's an interesting change from London in Europe entirely, but not unpleasant. Is there like a like one of the small balconies out towards the street? Yeah, from the docks room. Yeah, second and third floors of this uh, house have balconies. Fantastic. He's going to take uh, go down. Scrounge for food, see there's pastries, cup of tea, pastry, back out onto the veranda for maybe uh, just examining the city as it awakes. As, you know, seeing it from above is different. You actually get a fairly interesting perspective on the city. As you kind of look out over this street, you start seeing the different social casts here. You see the the servants here who are out getting the final items to take back. You see the merchant class, right? As they kind of prowl through their stalls and their necessary items to provide to customers. And it isn't so much that you guys are in a market district. You're close to one. But your view on the balcony gives you almost this cross-section of humanity and it stirs something in you rather profound doctor you remember that no matter where someone came from when you were in the dreamlands everyone got treated the same there was this leveling that had happened right 
Everyone had the same kind of birth. A grand equality. Of a sort. And it seems that, to you anyway, that it's something that the people of Cairo and Egypt in general could benefit from. There are a lot of people who do not see their people surrounding them. It is unfortunate. It is a beautiful city, but so many faces turned to the ground. Doc heads back downstairs to see if there's anyone about. Yeah, Miss O'Shea. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I suppose Sam is probably up and awake at this point, preparing to uh, hunt the, the the day's beef. Good morning, everyone. Off to today's adventures, I see. I find it's uh, cathartic to shop after murder. How was your night? Uh, murder-free, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I apparently it was not as exciting as yours. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Have you spoken to Otto? Um, not as such. He may be going through a bit of an identity crisis soon. Um, and considering your, uh, I guess, recent... Uh, you know, I have some experience in this area, yeah. Sure. You, you might want to... Give him a hand uh, putting things together because uh, I don't know that there is going to be an opportunity for him to beat himself while we're here. Ah, understand. Well, um, yes, I will be available to him. Let him know that he has someone to to whom he can speak who seems to be gathering a rather interesting perspective on this very matter. (laughs) Doc kind of smiles. Have you had breakfast yet, Sam? Uh, no, I was thinking about getting something out there. Uh, though this does... this, this stuff Shows a Chris Araya pastry at you along with a, a cup. And breakfast oh. is very important before you go out there. I, I won't argue, Doctor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Then he sits down next to Miss O'Shea. Guten Morgen, Fräulein. Morning. And uh, he slides a pastry and tea over to her. And uh, how are you this morning? Mm, fine. Just, just waiting for the museum to open. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Right. Uh, there's many things going on. It is um, what do you say the uh, hubbard bub. <laughs> yes. But um, how did you, how are you finding Cairo otherwise, Mitya? It's wonderful and warm. I do notice that you do seem to enjoy that, yeah? But it's good for you. And perhaps the Jaya Veda will agree with you, yeah? Perhaps. Have we made any progress on finding a way to stop the whatever that thing is? That's why I'm waiting for the museum. I have somebody to talk to. Uh, I'm wondering if perhaps we're finding what is there, jugs of water about? Will you be, uh, Getting someone to accompany to the museum. Jack was supposed to come with me. So, uh, I don't know how aware you are of what transpired last night, but we have reason to believe that uh, if it's not Al Shakti, it's someone in charge is sending uh, aggressively sending cultists either on our trail or allocating resources to staunch our efforts. 
and I'm concerned that they know where we are or who we are. Well, yes, they went. They directly attacked Otto in the street Oof. midday. Probably to help um, uh, slow us down. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. Well, to slow us down, remove our knowledge of the city. And perhaps he is knowing something that they do not like. Well, it's, it's one thing to try to assassinate them, but he made a, an example of one of them uh, and removed his head. And I'm worried that Shakti's gonna, Al Shakti is going to take that as a personal affront. No, I'm sure he would be fine. Sit. Dark raises an eyebrow. Removed his head, you say? Well, just more so than... And brought it home. Ah, that... that Okay, that is not a small detail. That is a... Well, Shock can do his amazing things to someone. But I will speak to him, yeah. A head? Oh, my God. I'll go with you. Um, we... I'm hoping to... Uh, proceed with the ritual that may have outlined for me this evening and I need to determine where I'm going to do that obviously the house isn't really the place for that but there are the two vacant buildings adjacent that I might be looking into hopefully our landlord won't mind um, excuse me Keeper Michael Yes. since you were kind enough to provide us with a map can we do a little bit of homework just to make sure that we know who has which rooms um, so on the ground floor of this domicile there are two bedrooms, right? There are two bedrooms on every level, right? Of this, up, it's really more like, actually, what, we, what you actually have is like a three family apartment building, mm-hmm. right? Because this isn't a single person's house. This is like an apartment building you've rented. So there's two ground floor bedrooms. There's two first floor and two second floor. The entrance to the building is the entrance off the cul-de-sac portion, okay? And so the balconies, while they allow you the view of Cairo and the sun and et cetera, not too far beyond those, maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 feet, there are more buildings. Yeah, effectively. That's about as close as you get as an alley. I guess the question is, is Sam, are you going to go see a man about a cow? I'm going to go see Otto. Oh, okay. Hopefully with the doctor. Okay. You guys. After the doctor wraps up breakfast, I was going to uh, go looking for Otto with Dr. Tottenbach. Okay, head up. We'll say that he's just finishing morning prayer. I was to say, if he's in prayer, I respectfully wait. Um, once he's done, uh, <clears throat> good morning, Otto. How are you I today? Look at him. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak German. Um. Oh. Oh. Hello. <laughs> um. Um. I come over. Is there any seating? out here there's one chair doc takes a seat in the chair I just wanted to speak to you for a moment or two that from what I understand you went through something fairly traumatic last night oh no everything's fine while the doctor's talking to him I'm going to kind of like I'm just going to get really close to him and start inspecting his face to make sure that everything's still holding. Kind of like almost like a curiosity. I'm just going to, you know, pull on things, make sure that any of the adhesives or anything else that I added on is still. You're probably going to do some repair place. work this morning. My yeah, friend. It's fine. And is it my experience that fine is a good description for sand, but rarely a good description for the mind of a person? 
I'm not saying that you are not. We'll call it fine. But I'm wanting you to know that with all of the changes that have been, he kind of slightly pushes Sam out of the way with the tip of the cane a little bit so that they can, you know, make eye contact and you can see that the doc is serious but not being overbearing or anything. A lot of the changes that you're going through currently, it's natural to want to speak to someone. And I am here, not just as a physical doctor, but as someone who can, who can confide in, who can give you personal and professional advice. Yeah? Not to intrude. But during the things that we have seen, there are those among us who have utilized my medical services. He's trying really hard not to look at Sam. <laughs> so you understand what I am saying. It is merely an offer of help if you should feel that you need it. That is all. Now, have you had breakfast yet? Um, are you allowed to? He gestures slightly to the prayer rug. I, I am afraid, I must admit, I am unfairly ignorant about the ways and means of your religion. Remind me again of the date, Mike. Uh, it's, uh, we'll say it's March 2nd, uh, March 3rd. Okay. I haven't had breakfast yet, but I will shortly. Wunderbar, it is quite important. Evidently, I'm supposed to go shopping today. That is what I'm hearing. Uh, speaking of, have you uh, have you picked a, a name for us to use in the streets for you? Look at him! Look at him a little bit incredulously, like like he's been with me now for what two days? Yeah, he's been pretty much on my ass for two days. I don't say it like that, but he's he's pretty much been watching me like a hawk for the last two days. And it's not like I walk into every place going, I am the great Dracoman, Alban, Alzar, yes. But you uh, do. No, no. I only do that to you foreigners. It's... Yeah, so he, he he implies that, not implies, he, he asks you what what name you're going to switch to. As I say this, I'm kind of like rubbing his cheeks, <laughs> like mutating his face I'm a bit. I'm kind of struck dumb by this entire conversation. This is, this is moved beyond the surreal. I, mean, I could just call you hey when we're out there. Doc is doing his level best to stifle a, a grin behind mm -hmm. his hand and the cane, a cough. Tell you what, we can wait a little bit, right? If you're going to the effort of trying to hide my name, just do what all of the colonials do and call me Muhammad. I stop, like, with my hands on his face. Like, kind of twist his face a little bit so he's looking right at me. I am many things, my 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 good man. But a colonial is not one of them. I would much rather you choose something that we call you. You may call me up. Well, I'm saying if we're interacting people on the street or if I need to get your attention while we're out there, I need to call to you. Then say Muhammad. It's say Muhammad in Cairo. Yes. Okay. Sounds good, Mohammed. I tap him on the cheek. Everyone will look. I mean, you know, that is a good distraction. It's like yelling John in the middle of downtown London. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate your assistance with finding a cow. It's very easy. We just uh, go to the butcher and they can, ha they can, uh, how much do you need? Just the cow. 
A live cow? Sure, it doesn't have to be particularly large, but a cow, yes. Why Why do we need a live one? Why do we need anything? Where are we storing a live one? You have a field for this cow? No, I'm going to murder it. What do you think, Doc? Does he look good? I think he looks good. Uh, yeah. He looks fine. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, okay. Doc is not entirely certain how to... The casualness with which we are now throwing around cow murder. Uh, um, hmm. I am assuming this cow is being sacrificed for some ritual, yeah? Uh, yes, the ritual that, uh, may provided me with... Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, hmm. I will be sacrificing a cow to gain favor with the powers that will be enhancing my weapon. Do you have any other questions? Not really. Our doc stands up. Well, this is an interesting, interesting conversation. And um, I'll be down the stairs. Doc kind of, uh, in a, like he's lost in thought, walks back inside, heads downstairs to his room. All right. I'll get my, uh, I'm going to go get my stuff together, Audel, and uh, you let me know whenever you're ready to go, okay? It's a good look for you. I'm just flabbergasted at this point. I literally have nothing to say. Fair I, enough. I, I, I'm going to put on my professional guide face, you know, like the moment when somebody decides to step on a snake. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we will cut to Jack Doyle walking into the kitchen downstairs. Morning, Jack. Morning. Where is everybody? I think uh, picking Otto's brain. Oh, that food? Yeah. Oh, uh, get something to eat. Yeah. Obviously, there's no coffee. No. There's, it looks like a reasonably warm pot of water that someone's made tea out of. I don't need coffee. I've got a flask. Sure. You could add that to your tea. Anyhow, um, so tonight we're going to go to, you're going to go study tonight, right? Did he say at night or during the day, Mike? Was it after the museum closes or? He said, yes, he said after the museum closes. Yep. Okay. But he said to return the next day. So that would be tonight. Yes. Yes. Tonight is the, uh, yeah, the meet. Okay. So we have a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Until the museum closes. Right. Hopefully it won't be too late because I want to uh, accompany Sam to his uh, ceremony thing. Uh, Ritual. St- stay safe. If you do. Hopefully it won't uh, devolve into anything bad. I hope not either. I don't think it's that complicated, but uh, I don't know. Since he doesn't do this kind of thing, I don't know. Right. Worst comes to worst, I just put him down. The cow? Yeah, the cow. Doc walks into the kitchen. How the discussion with Otto and uh, Sam go? One of two things. Either he is in some fairly serious denial, or there is more going on in his past than I know, which is entirely possible as I have not sat down and talked to him. So, I don't know. It, 
it is not good to make a snap judgment in these cases um, based on a few sentences. If he needs to talk to me, he will. Um, he is resisting Sam's efforts to make him into someone else. And um, perhaps if Sam pushes too hard, we may have a problem with Audrey, or Audrey and Sam may have a problem. But honestly, that is not me for me to fix, that is for Sam to fix. If Audrey needs help, I will be here. That's fair. Let's, uh, let's try to just keep them apart for a while. Let them work on it slowly over time. Yeah. Set together on the roof. If I may. Oh, no, I was coming downstairs whistling. Um, Otto, are you going to assist your, um, well, Sam with obtaining a cow? Every fiber of my being thinks that this is horribly, horribly wrong. But on the other man, the, the, the man is crazy. Hmm. You've come to that conclusion. I have come to that conclusion. The okay. man is not stable. And um, right now, I'm living on the good graces of the people in this room, which includes the crazy man. Correct. So I'm going to put on a smile and go get him a cow. Okay. And make sure that I hide every chance I get. Certainly. Um, so if we could, in the briefest of terms, summate a few things. You would know where to get livestock. Yes. Sam, what are you willing to pay for said livestock? Based on my research, the cost per hundred weight in 1925 varies between $6.10 to $8.80. Um, and I figure even if it's harder to get in Egypt, I'd be paying somewhere in the realm of like $100. Um, or pounds, I guess. Yeah. Would be what I'm using. Egyptian pounds. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's, yeah. Are you going to inform your buyer of that um, price limit? If it ends up being more, it ends up being more. We don't necessarily need a particularly... Now, in my opinion, if we're making sort of offering, and um, I'm not really sure how the, the context of ritual sacrifice works, but um, in my experience, if we're going to make an offering, it needs to be, you know, a good offering. So I'm not going to get like a sick cow that's on its way to dying or like an old cow, like it needs to be something that is worth offering. So um, I guess I would go as high as 140 because that's like the upper range of what I'm seeing here, assuming that it's like a 1600 pound cow. Certainly. So that's a, that's a big cow. Okay. So I have a, like if it's not, if it's not that big, then it can be cheaper. I obviously. have a couple of logistical questions then. Mm -hmm. um, we'll say that it is possible for you to get a hold of a, a cow, likely a a male, as um, even for someone like Otto, even someone buying a cow, sacrifice is one thing, but but you know, sacrificing a female cow might be a little harder because they're obviously a little bit more sought after, given the fact that they can produce milk and calves. Yeah, and, cal Correct. and calves are more expensive too. They are. So it'll it'll give me a beef cow. So the second question I have is. Where the fuck are you going to put it? My goal was, after I came downstairs, after my uh, engagement with Audel, I was going to whistle on my way downstairs and kind of holler over my shoulder that I was going to check out the buildings next door and that I'd be right back. Right. And then so, I was going to go check out the buildings next door. 
So I'll, I'll, um, I'll give you a brief package on that as well. I'm vacant uh, for the moment. Um, but Otto, you would know that Duncan, the, the man you with the doctor rented the buildings from, mm-hmm. um, doesn't own those other properties. And so, like, when Sam goes out to start looking at these other buildings, you can kind of sum up what he's likely trying to do. He's trying to find space for where where they should put this cow at. Um, So you'd know that information. But yes, uh, given given a reasonable once-over, Sam, um, the buildings are um, vacant at this point. And while there are no no ground space for them, if you were to, um, say make your way inside one of yeah, these move the cow into the kitchen through the back door right. sure you could probably somehow get the cow into this vacant building sure um yeah but i pick i pick the one that i think i'll have the easiest time getting it in and that seems accessible that has a reasonable amount of space sure i have a pretty good idea as to my understanding of like my i guess previous lives, uh, occult circumstances and, you know, ritual-esque stuff. Uh, I want to make sure that I have enough space to operate and enough space for the cow. You should have enough space on the ground floor here. Although if that bull gets agitated, it could prove to be difficult. Oh, I have plans for that. We're good. Okay. Fair enough. So with that sorted, then the two of you are going to go buy a cow. Can, can I add something to your list? Sure. I need, I want you to get, um, if you can, shovels, maybe a pickaxe, pry bar, some boards. Yeah. Are we going hammers. like expedition supplies? Um, kind of, yeah. And and uh, a hammer or two, maybe some leather straps, nails. Uh, yeah, that should do it. So like archaeological, basically like yeah. supplies, yeah. that kind of, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to need a bit of funding then. Mm-hmm. We'll get you some money. Okay. Yeah, we will uh, take we'll take Otto's face for a test drive. The two of you go out, and at about the 125 Egyptian pound mark, you locate a what is likely 1,200 to 1,300 pound bull. You know that whether it would be breeding or feeding, this bull is above standard, above average in size and strength. While it is not the the greatest bull on the market here, as there are other pricier pieces of livestock, it is a fair beast. And you almost feel a little tinge of guilt handing the money over to the livestock trader, knowing that you're sentencing this animal to death. But you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, Muhammad, could you ask this uh, gracious cattle owner if uh, they own, if they're, if they know any butchers that would take a uh, a carcass? It would be best to just uh, sell such a thing at the sook. Quite frankly, um, they would. Sure. They would. Uh, most who raise cattle um, deal with that sort of thing themselves and they don't take uh, shall we say outside product I just didn't want it to go to waste I smile and nod at the uh, the rancher I guess they would be right and while we are browsing for the other things 
I will in- engage once again our dragoman in conversation. Like, I get that uh, this all seems surreal, but I need you to understand. I'm going to hold up a finger at this point. Okay. Uh, this is best talked about not here. We, we can't talk about our feelings in public? Like, I kind of, like, bat my eyes at him. Like, I'm just saying... I am halfway tempted to anger the bull right now. I've seen, I've seen strange things. I just want to make sure that we're safe. That includes you. I will continue walking the bull. I fall back a step or two, and I just look at the sky, and I ask Allah silently what I have done to deserve this. Oh, the list is long and lengthy. That is not true. Probably the first thought you have in your head is the dried blood that won't come out between your fingers. When you ask what you've done, you instantly know. I have a headache now. (laughs) So, Jack, Miss O'Shea, are the two of you making any preparations before seeing Dr. Kafur later? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get some books together and, you know, have some notes that I've already taken on other things and, you know, try and just have what I have that could help. I mean, I don't really know what everything's going to entail because we haven't really talked about that yet. So I'm just going to take what I think we'll need, which means my satchel is going to be full and heavy with books. Very well. So I'm going to dial forward the clock a little bit. and We're going to get on towards afternoon. Uh, If... The rest of the investigators are are seemingly taking this as a, a moment of respite before uh, other things continue. I would like to d- deal with one thing before we get on to Dr. Kafur, and that would be some sort of animal handling role from Sam. Sure. Because <laughs> I kind of feel like you can lead a bull to a house. Oh, so as far as getting it docile. So when I bring the cow home, I, I tie it off behind the house, just kind of leave it there. And then I go find the doctor. Oh. Oh, doctor. Yeah? We did just replenish your supplies, didn't we? My medical supplies? Yeah. How are you doing on sedative? Oh, I, I have, um, let me see here. I have actually one or two. Um, are you thinking? Perhaps some de-stressing agents of some kind, something to calm a bull down. Ah, let me see if I have, well, it is my body weight, my friend. And I do not know, I mean, how many pounds does this bull weigh? Probably about 1,300. Okay, yeah, I do not have enough. I, I am not having enough of that, no. Well, but, we don't need to put it to sleep. We just need to get it to relax. Oh. Hang on. He closes the door with Sam outside. Okay. And does actually break off a small chunk of the, you know, hash that he purchased in the marketplace. Sure. And wraps it in a piece of paper. Opens the door back up. Here, feed this to the cow. And we'll keep it docile for quite a while. Do I have to give it all of the cow? Can't they keep, like, a little? I, but what you do with it beyond that is not, not up to you, no, in fact. Not, uh, this is not up to me. 
As a medical professional, I cannot advise against it. Uh, I think I have a few things as well. If I could uh, also get some of the sedatives as well, uh, and I have some things uh, as well that I can utilize to make sure that this goes smoothly. All right. Yeah, Mike, he, um, Doc gives Sam some sedative, but not so much that he bankrupts a necessary amount for one of the people or more here because he has no idea where he's going to get more medical supplies. So sure. Um, maybe half of half a um, bottle. Um, and I, I, I would like to, if I can make a chemistry roll to make sure that like, I know what I'm doing. Sure. I'm going to say given the non scientific measuring of hash. Yeah. It's going to be probably a hard chemistry roll. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> They do, um, so is this hash plus sedatives plus, uh, anything else that I happen to have? And that is a failure on my chemistry roll. That's okay. It's a cow. Okay. All right. I, I, uh, so I'm not going to dose the cow yet. Right. But your, your stuff is mixed up and ready. Sure. And, um, then I will go into the house and start making all of the preparations for the ritual. Now, I, and this is just me, I don't know how context works in, like, Call of Cthulhu, right? So I imagine that Sam, if Sam is going to be beseeching some sort of higher power to bless his weapon, I don't know if the details of the ritual entail a specific, like, deity that I'm appealing to, or is it kind of a, like, insert deity here thing? Like, how does that work? Oh, no, it would be the deity that the ritual prescribes it against. Okay. So like within the ritual working, within the, the ritual context and ritual working that was you were given it to, it, it has a deity that you're going to beseech for this power. Okay. Since it's, so since I don't have context, I would go get Maeve. Sure. I assume she's in a room doing work. Yeah. Doing creepy shit. I will tap, tap, tap on her door. Hello? Maeve, do you have a moment? Sure. I, like, open the door a little bit and poke my head in. So, uh, I'm getting the area ready for this ritual, and I was hoping you wouldn't mind taking a look at my work and making sure that everything is in order. Sure, because I don't want you blowing up anybody. I just kind of shrug. Sure. So what am I looking at? Like notes or how you have the area set? What what are we going to look at? So I will walk you next door past the cow <laughs> to the house where I've basically, well, that's where I would have set up all of the ritual stuff inside okay. the kitchen. So whatever I have to set up there, that's where it would be. So I don't know what like is. You know. If I remember right, I think the ritual has to be done under the moon. Like, that's why the moon is crucial. Like, you have to do it out in the open. Oh, okay. Well, that, then I guess we're going to do this in the backyard. Right, Mike? That's correct. Well, that makes this whole process of having to sedate the cow a whole lot easier. Then I guess I will move all of my things. So I have, like, brought, like, an acacia bowl and a few other things to, you know, catch the blood of the cow and to, like, put the weapon on. So I have, like, a block right. for offering and all the other, basically whatever's I don't know if I have to dress the offering because what I'm familiar with 
we would, if we were looking to uh, uh, make an offering to a certain loi, we would adorn the offering with relevant sigils and tokens, and I don't know a whole lot about who I'm beseeching here. Well, who am I talking to anyway? <laughs> like flip through the ritual. Who is who is that? Um, the ritual came from which book, Maeve? I don't remember. And um, just for clarity purposes, that's what enchant knife. Bless blade. I think it was from um, yeah, the book of Ebon. It appears to beseech a deity called the Whisperer in Darkness, which is why you must cast it, of course, at uh, the new moon when the skies are the darkest. And if I remember right, deities like that don't really care about adornments. They care about the actual light's blood. Mm -hmm. Well, I pat the cow. Looks like we got plenty. It gives a very long moo. It's okay, buddy. It'll be over soon. Any uh, any other notes to add then? I was going to say, would I point out like astro astrological directions and like where things need to line up or whatever? The biggest thing that you seem to point out here is the need for him to make seven distinct cuts in the animal mm. to form this symbol. Right. And the toughest part about it is the blade can't leave the subject's body while he makes the cuts which means it has to once it goes in it has to stay in and he has to physically move the blade around inside the skin and guts this is the blade that I'm blessing yep. or whatever okay I hope you have a way to hold it still I have a few ideas uh, This the, interior, the exterior changes a few things but we have plenty of time until nightfall well, I appreciate your help well I don't really want it to go wrong because if it goes wrong there's so much that can go wrong well I would also hope that it doesn't go wrong alright so given that the hour grows late Maeve do you collect Jack and go to see Dr. Kafour? yes heading back to the Cairo Museum is um, a nice walk Jack Cairo seems the same as ever since you arrived so are you going to want, oh. Hey, uh, so Maeve, I want to talk to you about something real quick. What's that? There. What Sam had said about us needing to be prepared, he's not entirely wrong about that. I agree. I've been thinking maybe we could pull together some of the information that we have gleaned from different uh, encounters and things that you've read in your books and put together kind of a, uh, strengths and weaknesses of some of the creatures that we may have run across or may indeed in the future run across? Yeah, I mean well, I mean, I only know so much about any given creature. Um, I've only read about so many. Up until now it seems like the only one that has had a definitive weakness is this what was it called? Flame vampire? I don't remember. But this flame creature. Well, it's just something for us to think about. Maybe uh, in some, when we have a little bit of downtime, we can try to put something together. Yeah, if we ever have time. I mean, if I come across anything, I can make notes and then just we have it. But 
yeah, it'd be great. And then, you know, we, like I can write down some stuff that we've come across and we've noticed, uh, and the rest of us can do the same. Yeah, I mean, the reason that Sam is so bent on this ritual is because one of the only weaknesses of the creature that we came across in the Miser House was um, magical weapons. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you that ritual is not going to be pretty. Yeah, I, uh, I have a feeling that you're absolutely correct, which is why I need. I really want to be there. But anyhow, let's get uh, let's get on with. Or, uh, yeah, let's see night. what other sacrifices we need to make so we can uh, do this one. Well, Dr. Kafour welcomes you both back to the museum. He tells you that uh, he hopes that uh, you've had some sleep and gotten your rest. Definitely. And you're prepared to move forward with research tonight? Always. I hope you understand, I hope that both of you understand that what we're going to be researching is dangerous. It always is. It's a Tuesday. He furrows his brow. I'm not sure what the day of the week has to do with this. I'm just saying any more of these last several weeks for us have been insane and everything we do is dangerous. Very so well. it's just another day. Hmm. A terrifying life to lead. It's tiring. Come with me. So, Doctor, do you want me to uh, stay out in the museum? Do you want me to... Where do you want me to be? Well, that depends on your... How invested you are in this. I want to make sure everything goes according to plan and nobody's harmed here. He smiles. I have done some investigation into these scrolls before. Each time the... Experience is different. They're oh, ancient scrolls. So you want uh, security for them when they come out of that? That's what I'm getting. I want security for us. The very reading of these scrolls can call upon entities which are not of this plane. Ah. Okay. The wrong passage read... The wrong name uttered could have horrible consequences. Then you want me by your side. Got it. He walks down a long hallway until you get back beyond the open part of the museum as you were before. He walks down a different hallway this time, though, and he leads you to a very large door. It looks like a bank vault, and he says, please turn around. I will. And you can hear Jack him work through a spitting combination dial and the clicks which seem to accent this empty hallway. There are four or five different revolutions back and forth until finally there's a very loud metal on metal sound as a bolt gives free and he begins to swing the door open. And the first thing you experience when this vault door opens is something which is rather telling. And that is the cold rush of air that exits from his room. It creeps along your skin. 
it invades your pores. Is it wet? Mm, no. You don't feel a moisture. You feel cold. He turns to you and says, We will limit our time in here as much as possible, but understand that once we begin reading, it may be difficult for us to stop. Okay. Once the group itself is within the threshold of the vault, he pulls the door closed. He walks you to a very long, wide working table. And on this table, he pulls back a a white sheet with various symbols adorning it. Mostly what you are fairly certain, uh, Jack, are occult symbols. Maybe you're familiar with some of them. In fact, the one in the center is very familiar to you. You've carved it into floors before. Nice. He says, we will begin with the first scroll. You see these scroll cases, Maeve, and they're probably three foot long. And they're maybe probably 12 or so inches in diameter. And he opens the first seal and you can hear this kind of pop in the room and it's not a pop from the scroll case or its cap it's like an air pressure pop tell me Miss O'Shea are you familiar with many Arabic scholars? Scholars? No. Cultists? Mm. No? I'm surprised Why? You're very learned Well, I have collected many things as we are traveling. Truly. And you, Mr. Doyle? Any any specific occult knowledge I should be aware of? Not much, no. This scroll, as he kind of begins to roll it out, is ancient and dangerous. Were I not completely convinced that the two of you were on the right side you'd have never made it in here but I am convinced that your character is right and that you truly mean to see the brotherhood end very much good then shall we begin yes he rolls the scroll out from right to left and you see a very old version of Arabic can I still read it Mm-hmm. Okay. You can definitely still read it, given the ankh. Yes. Um, which, um, are you still keeping it in the same place? Yes. It begins to warm. Like, you feel that between your breasts. Mm-hmm. The temperature increase is significant. Well, I will do my best to ignore it. For now. An ancient and powerful... Arabic scholar wrote this. I'm surprised you've not heard of him. Who is it? Abdul al-Hazrad. These ten scrolls were penned in the ninth century. This is a very fine goatskin. Of course, I'm certain you may have heard it and referred to by another name. Oh? Certainly, there are many versions of this, although few exist today. But in my circles, in... He nods at you, Miss O'Shea, in our circles. Scholars might refer to this as the Necronomicon. 
So, Alex, how is Sam preparing for this outdoor ritual? So, knowing now that I understand the details a bit more as to how I need to operate on this animal, I feel like sedation and restraint are going to be my friends. So, uh, I'll be looking for rope, chains, pretty much anything I can use to restrain the animal. Considering I'm probably going to have to root around on its insides while it's awake, I'm going to definitely muzzle it. I'll probably use some of those leather straps that I picked up for Jack to, to keep its, you know, mouth shut. Certainly. Yeah, I'll try to find enough to basically tie it off so that I can drop it on its side, uh, keep it from moving. Once I have it tied off, then I will secure, I'll basically stretch it to wherever I need to. So if I find fence posts or what have you, mm-hmm. um, to keep it stretched so that it can't get any leverage mm-hmm. or, you know, kick me with its restrained hooves. Certainly. But I, I, I don't quarter it, but like I, I know I tie its legs together and then stretch it north and south, you know. Okay. You've administered the medicine? Not yet. Basically, it depends on how, how well I do with the restraining thing because the medicine was, was specifically to get it inside and I didn't necessarily know. I thought I was just going to have to like bleed it out. Sure. Having to hold it still and draw on it basically mm-hmm. uh, or draw in it is a bit different. So um, I'm more concerned with the physical restraint right now. Like I want to keep it still. Well, I'd like you to make me a ride check. It's as close as we'll get to it. And I'm going to put you at disadvantage for this. Okay. I'm going to watch him do this. Mm -hmm. Can I roll natural world? For? Knowing how they handle cattle. No, unfortunately, the closest thing you're going to get to it is ride. Natural world is, is more like informational knowledge about the species would be natural world. Lillian's probably heard the commotion going on and wants to come see what the heck's going on. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, you said at, you said at disadvantage. Yes, there's like no way I can see to this. Yeah. So there's failure number one. Okay. So the commotion that Miss Lane will probably hear then that will bring her out here is you you non sedated trying to get this thing into position, right? Because your big concern is obviously like the animal is going to move when you try to like draw a blade on it. How I would approach this mm-hmm. is I would first work on lashing its legs. Right. And then I would basically trip the thing. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is that you trying to lash its legs, that's what it's having a problem with. Like it's fighting that. Okay. Then I will dose it. Okay. Lillian, you come out to seeing Sam feedable. I had heard commotion. Um, Sam, what, why, why do we have a, a cow in the, the courtyard? I'm sorry, were you not present for no the whole ritual conversation? No, okay. I've been in my room all day reading. Oh, well, yes. So Maeve gave me a ritual that I'll be using to uh, make a weapon a bit more capable of dealing with these monsters that we keep fighting. And it involves uh, a sacrifice. I continue patting the cow while I feed it. Uh, of the cow, so so we're we're good with animal sacrifices now. I mean, I don't know what you're good with. I'm, I have my reasons. 
I mean, is next step going to be human sacrifices? Are we going to sacrifice babies? But we're going to sacrifice this poor cow? As Lillian progressively gets louder. Well, I wasn't planning on sacrificing any humans or babies. So for you to make a magical weapon, this this this, this cow has to die. What's involved? Is it going to be a swift death? Are you cutting it off limb by limb? I mean, what's the steps? It's pretty inhumane. So this poor cow is going to suffer because you want to make a more powerful weapon. Yes. And Jack was okay with that? I don't know that that matters. Well, I, part of my... Are you coming here to stop me from sacrificing this cow? Actually, you're getting slobbered on that quite a bit, Sam. I, I don't think this is right. It's just, it's not. Okay. B- because you want a weapon? I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do. We're supposed to be the good guys, and here you are sacrificing this cow. I'm not going to spend the air justifying my reaction to the the horrors that we've had to face. We've been willing to sacrifice plenty of people in pursuit of our investigation. Yeah, but those were bad people. Those weren't people. This cow, what did the cow do? The shopkeeper was a bad person? The shopkeeper died by somebody else's hand that wasn't our fault. That he would not have died had we not accosted him. They would have gotten to him eventually. He had no reason to. It was because he shared information about them with us. But I'm talking about the cow. The, the cow doesn't deserve to die. There, there, there's, a, the there's a line. This is a line. The cow is going to make a con roll. <laughs> the cow is going to run away down the street. Uh, okay. So um, the, cow, the cow falls over. Oh, the cow rolled a 97. Whoa. So what does that mean for the oh, cow? Like he passes shit. out? The cow, like the, the cow died? The cow literally falls over. Is he breathing? You don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, can not I check? Sure. Yeah. It's not that hard after a few moments. Okay. Do I find a pulse? Yeah. Just so we know, the night, the night, it's time, right? Like this is time. Yeah, it's nighttime now. Yeah. This, okay. this is, this is messed up. This is, this is... You need to go. This is not okay. You need to go now. You need to not tell me what to do. Okay, well then you can stay for this. And I pull out my machete. This, this is... This is jacked up. Shh, I need to focus. You might want to get Jack. He wanted to be here. You need to get smacked upside the head. Okay. Um, so, you begin to focus. You begin to center yourself and draw on that internal strength you have uh, while holding your machete. And... Um, I think it's at that point. I'm going to call an episode to a close. And so with uh, Sam's machete in preparation and Miss O'Shea beginning to dive into the first scroll pages of Necronomicon, I will leave you all there. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll see if anything survives past contact next week. And um, we thank you so much for uh, joining us again. Have a great night. 